power hour lsu boom all night long yes Let's go! SEC football is here. I do not, on this glorious Tuesday, want to hear anything about redshirting. I don't want to hear anything about excuses. I don't want to hear anything. We have played two games. We have looked fine, not championship level like a lot of us were potentially expecting. But what I can tell you is now is the time to put it all together, buckle up your mother effing chin straps, and let's go. Let's freaking go. I don't care about the Nick Fitzgeralds and the Dak Prescotts of the world. I don't care that they've beaten us in the past. I don't care that they have Will Rogers, who has been there at least eight seasons. I don't care. I don't care. A championship-level team not only goes to Starkville, but they play well. They play well. I do not want a 13-10 to 10 disaster, which was that Arkansas victory last year. And I understand. I should go into this with the mentality, uh, win. Is a win, is a win, is a win. Nonsense. How you play matters. And if we go out there and we put up 30-plus points like we know this offense can, not worry about who we're playing, just worry about playing the best LSU football we can play. Sometimes I feel the LSU coaching staff, the LSU offense, the LSU defense just kind of plays the game and plays the opponent. Don't do that. Play your best. Play your best. Beat the crap out of teams. Bring it to them. We know they can do it. We know they can do it. Tonight, I want to start off here talking about Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. I also want to talk about Mason Smith. Will we finally get that Mason Smith breakout game? He's got a game under his belt now. Do you guys feel he is fully healthy and ready to go to make an impact like he did during his true freshman season? I sure as heck hope so. I freaking do. All right. So I'm really excited about this. I'm so pumped up that we got SEC football coming up. This is what and this is why you come to LSU to play in big games like this. And I know what a lot of you are going to say. Well, Carter, hey, it's Mississippi State. It's not a big game. It's not Alabama. It's not Auburn. Nonsense. Go look at the slate of games throughout college football right now. You could stop looking at me and you could pull it up right now on your phone, your tablet, your TV. I don't care. It sucks. This is one of the best games of the weekend. This is one of the best games of the weekend. Okay? There's hardly any other good SEC games. Tennessee and Florida play. Georgia and South Carolina play, whoop the freaking do. Georgia by 50. We all know that by now. So the truth here, 
is we need to be ready to go on Saturday. And this Mississippi State team has some really good and experienced players. Because the one thing I'll tell you about Mississippi State is they might not have a high ceiling as a team. They might not. But they have a high floor. What we know is they are just not a bad team. We know they're a good team. We know we know that they're decent at the absolute very least. So I am so freaking excited to see what LSU is going to put on the field. It better be a good product, though. It better be a freaking good product. And I understand there are so many different challenges. We debuted something yesterday. We are going to go live right after Brian Kelly is done with his press conferences. And the one thing that was very interesting and it stood out to me, LSU's got a one-hour drive before the Mississippi State game on Saturday. Yes, you heard that right. They have a one-hour drive to get to the stadium. So it is hard to go on the road. It is hard to play well. It is hard to go out there and just beat the crap out of whoever. It could be very difficult. It could be very, very, very difficult. Okay? So there you go. We're side to Jared. We're side to Cole. Uh, Sibley believes the SEC is down. Good to see Dr. Morgan. Alex, good to see each and every one of you. Everybody, welcome James to the channel. Welcome, James. Good to see you. Uh, Tyler, who was in here first today? I think it was either Tyler or LD88. I see the president of, of PHL near Cliff. Uh, why am I all gloom and doom, my friend? I have been nothing but gloom and doom, according to a lot of you. I've been the exact opposite, though, to start. I'm not giving gloom and doom. I'm giving you guys a pet talk going into this game. I feel as if we can go in there and take care of business. I do. But last season, we played one good offensive game, and by a good offensive game, I mean a good half of offense and another good half of offense. We played one good offensive game on the road last year. One. And that was against Florida. And their defense was terrible. Mississippi State's defense is not terrible. They've got good pieces. They really do. Now, as always, we want to keep the chat civil. We want to keep this chat together. We want to keep this chat very welcoming to everybody here. All right. I know it always gets crazy SEC season. We might have some Mississippi Staters, you know, sinking into the chat. Bring them. Bring them. We always like to have good, fun conversations with fans of all teams here on PHL. So welcome on in. I want to shout out Louisiana Controls. I want to shout out each and every one of you for making PHL your LSU football destination. Now, why do I think Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. can go off? Mississippi State no longer has a player by the name of Emmanuel Forbes. He was a first-round pick, really good player. He is with Washington now. And now LSU is in a position where, look, Jaden has obviously a good game under his belt uh, versus Grambling, and he has an okay game under his belt versus Florida State. And now we are going to get some good matchups to the outside. Mississippi State's linebacker duo is really good. Their defensive line every year is always good. And I do think our guys on the outside could have a game. I don't know if you guys remember this, but many a years ago, Zach Mettenberger, Odell Beckham, and Jarvis Landry tore Mississippi State up on the outside. We could potentially see the same thing. Now, BTJ, Malik, and Jaden might not be have the same ceiling as those guys do, but 
It's doable. We we can do this. We can go on the road and put together a good offensive performance. I have watched the Arizona game, and I cannot state enough how much Arizona did to lose that game compared to how Mississippi State actually won it. All right. Um, I do worry about Mississippi State's rushing attack. I know that sounds strange. And obviously, we know Will Rogers can air it out. But I do think Will Rogers is a little overvalued. And if you do believe Jaden Daniels does not chunk the football down the field, go watch a Will Rogers game. He doesn't do it at all. And he doesn't give you anything as a runner. Okay? He does not take shots. His ADOT versus Arizona was five. Five. All right? That is absolutely ridiculous. ADOT averaged at the target. He doesn't actually take shots. That's all I hear. But Jaden doesn't actually chunk it down the field, and there's some merit to it. Um, you look at big-time throws. Jaden doesn't have a lot of big-time throws. He just doesn't. Big-time throws are throws of 20 or plus more yards down the field. In fact, Jaden and Garrett Nussmeyer have about the same amount of big-time throws uh, during their times at LSU, which is crazy to think about, but it's true. It's it's one of those things where we want to see Jaden take more shots. We do. Uh, to bring up another pass game in Mississippi State, Max Johnson also wasn't a big ADOT guy. In particular, down the middle of the field, we were able to hit a big shot uh, to Trey Palmer in that game. We were able to get vertical. We were able to get explosive plays. Uh, Kayshawn was able to beat Emmanuel Forbes on one touchdown. So uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy to think about. Now, Chillmonger, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, shout out to you. Shout out to the Omega Sci-Fi's that are fans of PHL and that are on the team. Jimmy Lindsay uh, is is one. I think Miles Frazier is one. I'm pretty sure uh, Makai Wingo is one. So shout out to you. And shout out to um, all our Super Chatters tonight because if we get to a hundo, we're going to give out yet another Brian Kelly card. So if we get to a hundo and Super Chats, we're going to give out a BK card right there. There you go. What's good, Carter? Glad to catch you live on the road for work in Orlando doing an art. I don't I don't know what an RCA is. Forgive my ignorance. I'm not a smart person. Go Tigers. So, Chillmonger, any topic you want to uh, talk about, we'll go straight to it. And we go to Julie. Thank you so much for uh, the generous Venmo. Don't forget, Julie, uh, as part of your Patreon package, you did ask me a question about uh, sports betting. And uh, we're going to get on one-on-one call and I'm going to break down everything I feel like you need to know. Root cause analysis. That sounds difficult. Sounds like something I definitely could never do. Um, let's go to Julie. She wants to talk about uh, the Mississippi State offense compared to uh, our offense, right? So Mississippi State's offense, believe it or not, only through 17 passes. Now, what I would tell you is Arizona had a game where they committed four first-half turnovers. So I'm going to issue a disclaimer here. Anytime there is a game where there is a lot of non-offensive big plays happening, so safeties, pick sixes, turnovers, kickoff returns, punt returns, it heavily skews the, st um, the stats. It really does. It, it it really, really does. You should always, when you're looking at a box score, see if any of that actually happens. So Arizona committed four first-half turnovers. 
which I think skewed Mississippi State's data. It changes the pace of the game. It changes how you play the game. And Will Rogers versus Arizona only uh, threw 17 passes. Only threw 17. That's an absolutely ridiculously low number, especially for one uh, a Mississippi State team who just a year ago had by far the greatest throw percentage in the SEC. So it's it's one of those things where, Julie, I don't know if they're really going to throw. I don't know if that's really what they feel like they are best at. Something else, Julie, is what's really good about these next two matchups for the LSU defensive back room. All right. It, it kind of coincides with what I'm doing on the SEC channel. I've been doing a lot of film studies on the Razorbacks. Those have been doing really well. And um, obviously, I've been studying Mississippi State all this week. These next two SEC opponents, I feel, have the two weakest wide receiver cores of the Power 5 teams left on LSU schedule. Now, that doesn't mean that they are slouches, but I don't think these guys on the outside are anywhere close to what Florida State put out there. Now, I know that makes a lot of us feel uncomfortable because we saw Grambling's guys look like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, but the truth is, the LSU defensive backs, if there was a game for them to bounce back or a two-week period for them to bounce back, it would be these next two weeks, okay? They, they've they got to go in feeling confident, and honestly, I want us to go in playing press man. Old school, LSU football, just suck it up and say, we have Jonathan Zenon and Chevs Jackson out there, and we're going to press the hell out of them. Okay, and let's just let's just see if that works. Let's just see. Okay, Uh, that's even something Brian Kelly mentioned that Denver Harris only knew how to press. So, f it, do do what your players feel is best, right? We made that change versus Ole Miss last year, and it worked. Let's get physical. Let's get nasty. Let's actually play some DB, right? And the truth is, in seven on seven and in camp settings, anyway. you the, the the truth is you normally play you normally play press. That's all there is to it. So Julie, I like what we have going up against them. Two two is a good player. All right, number five for Mississippi State. He had the big kickoff return last year versus us. I got called back, and boy, was it a ticky. Tech penalty. It was a penalty, but it didn't really have that big of a bearing on the play. So I I like us going up against their receivers, even though our DBs have not looked all that great this year. Okay? So there you have it. Now, Let's chat some Mason Smith. Good to see Dr. Morgan in here. Good to see a lot of us. And before we talk some Mason Smith, let's chat what Chillmonger and Carver's want to talk about. Thank you so much. Julie, I hope I answered your question okay. And uh, we'll chat a little bit more about Mississippi State's guys coming up. Uh, they do have a really good running back at Jacobius Marks. He's really good. Um, who gives us a better chance to win, J.D. Five or Nuss? Let's start with that. Uh, and then we have a few other follow-ups. Um, I'll say this, Joe Monger, um, as, as a big Jaden fan, 
I do want to see better play. Um, you know, it was dominant versus grambling. Good. Okay. I put out one positive JD clip and I got a thousand messages. Did you know this is grambling? I was like, yeah, I, 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 I do. The offensive line Chillmonger played perfect. There really wasn't any missed assignments at all. Uh, there were some here and there, but it was as good of an offensive line performance I've seen at LSU. Once again, not relative to competition. Uh, so, of course, Jaden looked great. He looked absolutely great. He had a clean pocket. He looked amazing, right? Um, but he's got to play better. The two-minute drill at the end of the the, the, the first half was was not good uh, from Jaden. He missed, he missed some deep throws. And we have, we have got to get better at that. Um, you know, he's not a great deep ball thrower. And, you know, that's something I live with because he does pretty much everything else well. He's He's got to get better at, at throwing the deep pass. And obviously that's Nuss's best ability. But I still think Jaden gives us the best shot to win. I really do. Um, but we, we I, I hope we get a phenomenal, phenomenal Jaden performance. We should hire CEO back as defensive line coach. He locks down Louisiana and he fixes our D-line. I know, pipe dream. Okay. I bring this up all the time when it comes to talented football coaches. Who is the most talented football coach that I have ever seen? The answer is um, you, you. obviously Nick Saban would be what most people would bring up. My answer is Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is the most talented coach I've ever seen. Most talented coach. He won big at Utah, beat Saban at Utah, beat Saban at Florida, beat Saban at Ohio State. I think he's the most talented coach I've ever seen. But Urban Meyer is also a head case. Okay? So, Urban Meyer is washed. He is no longer that guy. Now, at his peak, he was the best. He was the best. Um, But then again, not a big Urban Meyer fan. (laughs) Just not. Obviously, Orgeron is not as, as bad as Urban Meyer and some of the stuff that's happened there. But Orgeron as a defensive line coach is probably not the Orgeron who was a defensive line coach, let's say, five, ten years ago. Um, And then obviously the Brian Kelly-Orgeron dynamic would just be a lot. Also, O would want to have to come back to LSU to take a lesser role. Okay? It is hard to have someone who is an assistant – who also coached the best team to ever play college football. So I just don't think it would ever work. Do I think Orgeron gets back into coaching? Yes. And why do I think that? Well, uh, I've gotten to know some people close to Orgeron over the years. He's always going to have that fire to coach to me. Um, I know he just got married, of course. But Orgeron's relationship with his sons is really close. And I just think as much as you see him – going to support his sons and like he goes to the practices uh, I I think I think he's going to be back on a sideline too it might not be in a head coach capacity it might start as an analyst role but I I just have a tough time seeing oh just being out of it I think he's going to enjoy the 17 million that he has right now and then um we'll, we'll go for he'll, he'll go from there but obviously always show love to coach out
Let's go to Carvis. Thank you, Carter. We are LSU press coverage all day, every day. Let's just see how it works. Let's just see how it works. Um, but I'll say it again. It's very interesting. These next two weeks, LSU is playing a quarterback that they have seen a lot. They have played KJ twice. They have played Will Rogers twice. Okay. Now, one of those KJ times was all the way back in 2019. But then again, you know, we saw him not too long ago. And then obviously Will Rogers, we saw him last year. So we're familiar with them. We're familiar um, with Arnett. We're familiar with Pittman. So these should be games that shouldn't surprise us. I think one thing that is going to help LSU these next couple of weeks is I feel both teams have taken a step back when it comes to their offensive schematics. Um, Arkansas is struggling to run the football. Mississippi State is struggling to throw the football. And I, I, I just, I just like LSU's defense. To I know they don't look good at all. They could just be a bad unit. They, they really could just be a bad unit. The film has not looked good at all. We don't have anybody out there just making plays. Perks made a few, obviously, because he's Harold freaking Perkins. But he, he's we're just not having many guys making plays. We need guys stepping up and making plays, right? Uh, Wingo obviously is phenomenal, but we 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 need everybody to step up, and that's why I think Mason Smith could break out. Mississippi State is a little bit more of a run based attack. Um, they don't have a quarterback who can beat you with his legs, so our defensive line could be a little bit more aggressive than normal. So. Let's pin our ears back and let's get to work. Let's eat. Let's go. Okay, Jared, thank you for the super chat and your friendship. I really do appreciate it. Okay, so I I I I, I like it. I do, I do. Now we'll get into the next topic. We'll talk more about this tomorrow night. But it is true, Mason Taylor and Omar Spates probable. Probable, okay, meaning they might not play. LSU overall has been very cautious with injuries, okay? They have been very cautious with playing players who could be on the fence about potentially playing or not, okay? So the truth here is... I hope Mason Taylor can go. I hope Omar Spates can go. We're obviously not unbelievably deep at either one of those positions. I know some of you have been disappointed with Omar Spates. Um, I, I I think Greg Penn was going to start getting more run anyway. Let's go to another super from Eric. It looks like DBU is dead. We're not getting the DBs we used to. How do we sell coming to LSU as a DL if we haven't had a stability at coach in that position for three years straight? Gaucho Monger, I, I, you know, I never like to say that this coach or that coach is a reason that this or that happened, but I think it was as much volatility that we've had at the defensive line coaching position. Uh, it, it, it kind of makes sense that so. Uh, some defensive linemen are like, well, are they are they just going to get another guy next year? 
I, I get it. I, 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 I get it. It's a good point. All right. But I hope Jimmy Lindsay is able to come back at some point and get his opportunity to coach at a dream job like LSU, where you can coach the best of the absolute best. Because if we're being honest, defensive line has a lot to do with just whether you have it or you don't. Okay. And oftentimes the best defensive line coaches are the ones that have the best players. Um, and you could say that about any position too, but still, and I hate that for Coach Lindsay. I really do. Uh, but you are right. We, 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 we've had some volatility there, uh, but maybe Dominic McKinley decides to eventually jump over. Let's go to your next point here. We're not getting the DBs we used to. Yeah, my retort to that would be LSU has lost DBs in the past, like the elite DBs. Uh, obviously, the biggest of like – the past decade they lost out to was was uh, Sertan uh, when he was an LSU lean the whole way in Alabama close. That was a big miss. Sertan is, is a special, special football player. But we had Derek Stingley the next year. I think some of it, Chillmonger, is after Stingley left. We haven't really had a whole lot of elite, elite DB talent out of the state of Louisiana and you know, for a while, we we had guys from all different class ranks uh, turn out to be, like, awesome. Like, Eric Reed was great. He was a top 100 guy. Tyron Matthew was a middle-tier four-star. And Morris Claiborne was a three-star, and they were all good. You know, Trey White was a top 100 guy. He was great. Everybody was good. There wasn't a whole lot of bust. Uh, but you're all right, you know, something else Chillmonger – is you know we're talking you were talking about Wardron a minute ago. I can't tell you how far it set the LSU defense back that we played man coverage on every snap for two consecutive seasons. That completely ruins any type of advanced development from your defensive back room. And a lot of those guys would be either year three or year four guys on our defense right now. Right. And you know, after we lost Jay Ward, who was one of the like few DBs who actually flourished. Uh, you know, in, in that Orgeron tenure, we just kind of uh, the cupboard was bare, right? We didn't have a whole lot of guys that we recruited that were good defensive backs. And then in recent years, Stillmonger, we've just had a lot of guys that were good recruits that just didn't give us anything. And they have since transferred. And guess what? They haven't really done a whole lot outside of Dwight McLaughlin. Now, Obviously, McMothern didn't fit with Brian Kelly. He's a really good football player. I would love to have him. Um, but it didn't work out. It wasn't a fit. So he moved on, and our corner room is very bare. It's very bare. Now, is DBU dead? No, it is not dead. It is very much alive and well. The only way DBU just completely dies is if we have another bad defensive back here next year. Everyone, when when they think college basketball, uh, college basketball, when they think college football defensive backs, people immediately think Tyron Matthew all the time. They think Deion Sanders first and then Tyron Matthew probably. In the SEC, though, you think Tyron Matthew. And you still have Patrick Peterson. still got Eric Reed. You still got all these guys. And Derek Stingley had a good game this past weekend. Still, we are still DBU. I still believe it. But w- bottom line is you're right. We have got to play better. We have got to get coached up better. And that's on house, cooks, and and steeples. So let's see.
And you follow up here. I'm surprised Welsh has not had any progress yet. Surprised they didn't give him more run versus Grambling. Okay, but I will say, and and I think you and I are very similar in 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 one thing. I cannot stand when you play special teams, and I don't feel you're running out there with your head cut off. And I've seen a few reps this season that it seems like the Terrence Welsh is, isn't interested in playing special teams. That's just not going to excite a coaching staff to say, hey, you, you, we're going to give you reps on defense now. Um, so I think that could be at play here. Um, but that's just me. I, I know I'm not the same as every other person, but, you know, if, if I were to give Nick Saban something, dude, he's had his starters on special teams for so freaking long. So freaking long. Right, is I mean, he had freaking Jameson Williams as a gunner on punt team, which I think is silly, but still. I'm going to say the thing that no one wants to say. This is Danny Girl in her super chat. Thank you so much. With all the national media, and by the way, it's my first time reading it, so I see some of you uh, uh, commenting here. With all the national media jumping into conversation and saying BK is holding Perk back, if he does not have success this year, does Perk consider – oh, I'm not even going to speak about that aloud. No, uh That will never come out of my lips. And the answer to that is no, Danny. And look, I'm always open to anybody saying anything that they want. But the truth is – I do feel Harold Perkins wanted to try to be an off-ball linebacker. I do feel that way. I don't think it was just Matt House saying, we we want you to be an off-ball linebacker. That's not something you don't do mutually, right? It is unfair to the athlete that he is so good at doing something else, and you just go to him and say, you know what, that thing that you were as good as anybody was in college football pass rushing and making plays, you know what we're going to do? We're going to make you play a different role. That's just not good coaching. It's not good coaching. It's not a good sign uh, to recruits or anything like that. So obviously this was mutually done to try old Perkins at the all-ball linebacker, and they did use him differently uh, versus Grambling. And I do feel Perk had some good reps at what he does best, which is playing the edge. Also something else I would say, Danny Girl, is – if you were to think that, it would need to look like Perk wasn't trying. He's playing his ass off. He made a touchdown-saving tackle versus Florida State, and he really had to hustle to chase him down, and he made another huge tackle versus Grambling 20 yards down the field. Now, if he's not doing that, that's when you're like, okay, he is disgruntled. Now, I'm a huge Harold Perkins guy, as you guys know. By far the highest graded player I've ever done in, in my grading over the past couple of seasons. By far. And I do think he bounces back. I do. We just need to keep playing him the way he needs to be played. 
you can't be that transcendently good and then just not make plays. Now, obviously all the rules favor the offense. Schemes are so good now that it is a lot easier to scheme someone else out of the play. So you know what you got to do as a defense? You need other M efforts to step up. Okay. So, you know, we got a few Florida Staters in here as Don. Um, they'll tell you. They were scared less about Harold Perkins going into that game. And Florida State said, look, we're not going to let him beat us. They did a good job, you know, keeping him out of the game. They did. All right. So I I I do think this game is very, very, very good for him. All right. When did Harold Perkins break out last year? It was Mississippi State. It was Mississippi State. Will Rogers isn't fast. Okay. Jordan Travis is very elusive. He's probably the toughest quarterback to sack in college football this year. Outside of, of course, Caleb Williams, because he is an alien. But um, but Will Rogers is easier to sack. He can't run. He's playing a new system. I think this could be a big game for Perk. I really do think so. Then again, if Mississippi State says, look, this dude was the reason why we lost this game, and I really do believe it. He was he – was, Probably half the reason we won that game, he was that good last year. And it wasn't even one of his top three games last year, which is scary. Um, they're not going to let him beat him. So get, get, guess what th- Guess what that's going to mean, Danny? We need Ovia Gufu to step up. Why not play Deshaun Womack? If I want to run a program, the one thing I would do if I was Brian Kelly, if you make plays on special teams, you deserve real reps okay you deserve the opportunity to play the position that you play Womack had not one but two incredible special teams plays okay which I could argue is harder than actually playing defensive line because you're flying down there and having to make plays play him play him uh, Jordan, it's always going to be the OC. All right. It's all, I mean, the schemes are so good now, especially Norvell. He is special as a play caller. I really do feel that way. Now, it could just be because I spent a month watching them, uh, but you saw what they did versus us. They obviously have a really special team this year, uh, but still. Yeah, Danny, it'll change. I feel pretty good. It's going to change. It changed some versus Grambling. I know State didn't throw much on Saturday, but I think they come out throwing and mixing in the run. LD88, good to see you. Okay. Do I think Matt House will join the four-man front, uh, go four-man front versus Mississippi State? That's a really good question, Dante. Here's my rule of thumb. All right, if I was a defensive play caller, if my defense is sucking, if it is just 
straight dookie water, which it is right now, I change everything. I I consider going to more of a 4-3 look where you have two ends with hands in the dirt. Now, it's not how I like to play defense. Um, but I, I, I consider doing a lot of things differently. Maybe we play Jordan Jefferson more. Okay. Why not play Jordan Jefferson, Mason Smith, and Makai Wingo together? Put a ton of beef on the field, and let's see what happens. Okay? At this point, let me ask you guys this. Type Y for yes. Type N for no. Savian Jones is living up to expectations this year. Type Y for yes. Type N for no. Hot take. Mason Smith has to come back next season. I don't I don't think that's the hottest take. I do think he needs to put together some some some, some good games. Um I don't think as talented as he is, I don't think scouts are going to want two years of of, of dormant film. One year where, you know, let's just say it was phenomenal last year and he tore his ACL this year, then they're fine with one year. You know, Jamar Chase sat out a year. Micah Parsons sat out a year. Two years is a while, though. Two years is is is, is, is a while. So we need Mason to put together some good games. But I, I do lean him going next year because I do think he returns to form when he gets a little more into game shape. And back to where he needs to be. Um, so Jacob says yes. Uh, Cole says no. Zach says we have one sack in two games. Yeah, I... I again, it, it's tougher to sack... Good quarterbacks, so we played one really good one who's really tough to sack, and then we played obviously Grambling, and we should have had a few. We have one. Okay. Joe Marker says, "I don't see him doing it this season." I think he does. I do. I I think I really do think the light's going to turn on at some point. Um. You know, I, I don't think it's necessarily too out of the ordinary that your first game back from sitting out a full season, that you're not at your best. Um, I would also say this. The first year back from an ACL is never your best year. It's just not. Okay. But I do agree, Jared. I do. And and look, I love Mason Smith. I do think he needs some good games, though, for him to get the the, the first round draft capital that we expect. Um, I think I think 
I think anyone would just I think anyone would agree with that. But yeah, I agree with Pegasus. Maybe it is a Brian Breesy type of turnaround here. Let's hope so. 142 of you in here on a Tuesday night. That is absolutely phenomenal. If you guys could do me a favor, please hit the like button. Please share this live stream on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any other sites. We actually are live on Facebook and Twitter right now. So we say hi to all the Muskers and the Zuckers that are listening to us today. So there you go. Now. I do want to shout out Dante. He is a new PHL patron. There you go, Dante. Welcome. You get a really cool breakdown. Thank you so much, baby. Appreciate it. You get a really cool breakdown. Because on Patreon, I was actually saving this for the offseason. But, you know, Brian Kelly can't just be direct with you guys. Sometimes he is, and I think he is more direct than more coaches are. He doesn't really give you coach speak. Sometimes it can get you in trouble, all right? I do feel sometimes tries to be too funny. We've all been there, okay? I've bombed before plenty of times during my comedy career. But one thing he can't directly just say is this guy is good and this guy is not good. Also, that's something I don't like to directly say because I'm an LSU fan. I want every kid out there to succeed. It's very difficult. But I back it up with film study, and I back it up here. And you guys have your own eyeballs. So on Patreon, I showed you a new thing that I'm calling Recruiting ROI. And if you want to know what all of that is, you can learn about it. All right? Patreon.com slash LSU football. Sign up now. You get a Joe Burrow card in the mail. And there you go. I don't think anyone, and this is going to Zach Super Chat. I don't think anyone is talking about Whit Weeks enough. He is a real deal. I hope he gets real minutes if Omar is out. All right. I agree with you, Zach. Um, you know, for me, Wes Weeks has, has struggled when he has played. I think Whit Weeks, though, is really good. I think he'll be a starter in year two. I do think he's really good. Um, and obviously Greg Penn should play a lot versus Mississippi State. Uh, he's probably our best linebacker at this point. And Omar Spates is banged up. We shared uh, that he wasn't even dressed out for the second half of the game. So at this point, let's start a youth movement. Let's get Whit Weeks out there. I will tell you this. When it comes to pure film, all right, just the high school tape alone, you don't know the recruiting rankings. You don't know any of it. You just go to huddle.com. You don't look up the level of competition. You don't look up who's around them or anything like that. You would think Wood Weeks was the best player in this last class. His high school tape is that phenomenal. It is one of the more ridiculous things I have seen. All right. He did everything at Okani or Okani, however you say it, high school. That's where Max Johnson went. The kid was stupid good. And he played running back. He played tight end. He played linebacker. 
Uh, he was their kickoff returner, punt team. It was ridiculous. Ball skills are ridiculous. And obviously everyone questioned his speed. And then he just went to the All-American camp and was one of the best players uh, at the um, Army All-American game this past year. So, yeah, I, th- I think he could play. Now, I will say, as great as I thought he was, he had a year too great for me. He did. And I grade really hard when it comes to that because, you know, I don't want to say someone's year one and they're 17 or 18 years old and they're not. Uh, so I like to make sure you're year one. Uh, but he's good. And at this point, I wouldn't mind it. Let's see him. Let's see it. Has Spate's injury slowed him down or is he just not grasping the defense? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I've been a little shocked as well. Uh, the sample is still small though. We're only two games into this. You know, I, I'm not ready to give up on him just yet. So, so yeah, let's see. Yeah. They were the ones who had a big block on that kickoff return. If you missed our film study, I am loving all right. I am not liking. I am loving our special teams play right now. Knock on wood. Y'all don't come after me if things change. Our special teams play is freaking good. Slade Roy did not lie to you guys that they were going that they took everything that we said personally. They they have been really good. The only thing has been the Aaron Anderson Gregory Clayton thing. And at this point, I'm fine with rolling with Clayton. Just catch the freaking ball. I can live with it. And Clayton actually had a good return. It was grambling, but who's to say he can't pop one? I'm at I'm at a point right now. Just catch the freaking ball. I think Caleb Jackson has the potential to be a special kickoff returner. Like, I I really do think so. He has the speed and athleticism to be a kickoff return guy. All right. Um, I don't know if Aaron Anderson has that burst to, to, to be the kickoff return guy. I know that's who they started with. C- Caleb, Caleb's got burst, and he's not a fixture in our offense right now anyway. So let's see here. Super Chats have been good tonight. I really do appreciate each and every one of you. Oh, look, we are about 40 away. From the Brian Kelly card giveaway. And I do want to go on ahead and just announce if we get 40 more in Super Chats, uh, I'm sending this to Chillmonger. All right. So if we get to 40 more, Chillmonger deserves it. He's on the road working. I think he deserves a Brian Kelly card. So there you go. If we get 40 more, it's going to Chillmonger. Doing a little bit different. I'm already announcing the winner because I know it's coming. Let's go to Sibley. He's in a good mood. Sibley's been in a good mood this week. All right. This is what scares me. They're experienced. They are very, very, very experienced. This is an older team, Um, which is crazy considering, you know, they had the head coach being fired. But, you know, they they quickly moved and made – Arnett, the permanent DC. 
They're old at linebacker. They're really good at linebacker. Um, they're pretty solid up front. Mississippi State, for whatever reason, has had really good defensive players. They they always have. Not the highest recruited guys. Some of them have. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons was a five-star. But they've just had guys just be really good. Cameron Danzler, down the list. They, they've just had good dudes. So I it'll be hard to ever see a Mississippi State defense just be devoid of talent. They're good there. Offensively, they're they're also experienced on the offensive line as well. And the the thing that they're struggling with though is you can't have an offensive line be an air raid offensive line and the next year you're run blocking as much as they are. It is hard. It is very, very, very hard. I would liken this to, hey, Steph Curry, we know you like to shoot threes, but you know what we're going to do next year? We're going to post you up. We're going to put you on the block. Now, could Steph score some on the block? Yeah, he could, but it's not optimal. It's kind of the same thing here. The offensive line, they can run block. They are good, but it's not been a seamless transition because nobody would have a seamless transition. So... I will say, as Don points out here, I do agree they're not as good as Florida State's defense. I don't know how many defenses are as good as Florida State's defense this year. I'm on one MYFA. So look at this. Look who's in here right now. Shannon freaking Sharp. Shannon, you have got to quit calling Stephen A. Skip. You got, you've, you've got to quit doing it, man. You've done it twice. Stephen A. You do not disrespect Stephen A. Smith. Call the man by the name his mama gave him. Calling Stephen A. Skip. I don't care how long you've been with Skip. Skip and Stephen A. They, they, there couldn't be two more different looking human beings on the planet than those two. Look at him in the face and you're never going to think Skip Bayless. Ha, 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 Oh, man. Yeah, they kind of do, man. That's true, BT. That's true. Let's keep it going. If you have 100, Carter, give it to a new PHL subscriber. So you don't want to chill monger? Okay. So chill monger is paying it forward. So if we hit that hundo, uh, we are closer now. I think, what is it? I can look at it right now. We are uh, 40 away, 40-ish away.
You're my guy, man. It's good to see you in here, man. The chat's always better with you in here. Uh, but to your question earlier about Jaden versus Ness, I know you're a big uh, Jaden fan. I am too. Uh, but I know, like everyone else, whether you prefer one or the other, I, I really am in the middle. Uh, both personally, like, I've never met both. I've, I've never met either one of them. Never spoke to them in, in, at all. Um, but I've gotten to know people close to him, as I've said plenty of times. I, I like, I actually do like both of them equally. I'm not just saying that, just to say it. So at this point, you know, a perfect world, Jaden succeeds and then Nuss just takes over. Right. But I, I, I will also tell you this. I shared in the last live stream that. I do reach out to people when I do film studies, okay? A lot of it is just me, but I do get second and third opinions, right? If you have a, you know, a 9,000 subscriber channel, you know, I feel like it's important to not everything just be from the mind of me. So I reach out to people who are smarter than me, guys that have coached position and all that stuff. And I will say there, there's one that I trust a lot that, just does not that they would not have Jaden as their quarterback. And there are a lot of people that would be like that. Like for instance, like Jaden is a really good quarterback. I don't think he'd be a Kyle Shanahan quarterback. Kyle Shanahan wants the ball to be delivered when it needs to be delivered on time. Now it would make sense because Jaden and Brandon Ayuk were, were teammates, but you know, Shani is like that with this QB. Say he wants the ball to be, he wants the offense to be run the way that the offense is designed. That's not necessarily how Jaden plays, though. Jaden is 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 can is is a freelancer. He's a playmaker, right? And a lot of quarterbacks are like that, right? So, you know, there's a lot of different opinions that I've reached out to on who should be the quarterback. There's a head coach I respect that. He would say, hey, I, I'm rolling with Jaden. I'm rolling with the experience. I know he's not had the best, and I haven't talked to him since the Grambling game, uh, since before the Grambling game. But he said, hey, he's a leader of the team. One thing the head coach did mention is Jaden is the captain of the team, uh, one of the captains of the team. So that 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 does account for something. He is well-liked there, and it's not as if he's just playing bad. Uh, so yeah, I, I still think Jaden should, should, should be the guy, but let's just say we do miss some shots in this game versus Mississippi state. I think about it. I do. After FSU coward said LSU would win nine in a row. That means we lose to Georgia state. LOL. Do you think LSU wins 10 in a row? Now I know it's grand. I know you're a big coward guy. I know it's not popular, like Coward, especially if you're in the South. But obviously, I idolize the man. I got his autograph right over here. Okay, he's what I want to do. I want to do national stuff. Uh, Colin is also a big reason why college football is what it is today on a national media scale. He's one of the few national guys to really start chatting about CFP in the beginning. Roderick, welcome to the channel, everybody. Oh, no, Roderick, we've seen you in here before. Everybody do the Roderick. If you're wearing a hat right now, I need to see everyone do the Roderick. Let's see it. 
Let's go. Roderick. Let's go. We in this thing. Let's go, Roderick. Let's go, mother effing pals. From what I've seen, Roderick, it looks like Zion's lost some weight. Can we win 10 in a row? So we have won one? I think so. Ole Miss, Missouri, Auburn. Man, that's a tough run. That is a tough, tough, tough run. But hell yeah, let's 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 win ten in a row. Let's go. Uh, obviously, I don't. I think we'll lose one before Alabama. I do, and I think. It's just going to come down to um, can we win the final four games of the season? I think we can. I really do. I really, really, really do. Cal turd. Everybody, welcome Epic Shorty 21 to the channel. Hi, Carter. I realize I wasn't subscribed to your channel, but I've been watching you for months. And I really like your video, so I subscribed. There you go. You want to know what's crazy, Epic Shorty? We are approaching 10,000 subscribers. I don't know if we're going to get it uh, uh, before the season ends. You know, college football YouTube isn't as big as what a lot of us think it might be. It's really not that big at all, especially compared to the NFL. So, yeah, 10,000 would be really cool. But honestly, you have done more for the channel Epic Shorty watching the videos and not subscribing than the people who have subscribed because they're friends or because, you know, I'm an LSU guy and they just subscribe one time. Um, you watching the videos is more important than your subscription. Now. Please do subscribe. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do because it does look good. I think 10,000 subscribers just looks a lot cooler. Uh, give you that fifth digit. So, yeah. And like Don, I mean, Don's been hanging out for us for a while. He's a Florida State fan. Something else I ask is we do have some supporters of PHL. So stick with us. Coming up, I've saved something a little special for you guys. But first, crap, I didn't click it right. I didn't click it right. This isn't at all. Down to Louisiana. Controls. PHL Nation, something I have been waiting to share with you for so long is our partnership with Louisiana Controls Incorporated. They are committed to giving you the absolute 
best when it comes to commercial refrigeration and HVAC needs. Stick with the professionals that have been doing this for over 40 years. And you know this Louisiana weather can get absolutely insane. So call them today, 225-924-4900. Let's go. Shout out Louisiana Controls. Hey, look. Perfect timing. Thank you, TJ. Good to see you. Roderick, it's not simple. I, I did. I... <laughs> Look at that. It, it, it's not simple. Dude, I love the Pelicans logo so much. I got a Pelicans thing right here. See, my, the, the problem is, Roger, you see, you got a normal shaped head. Actually, no, your your forehead. See, you're, I don't know. Like my head is long. I don't know if my head is perfect for, for this fit. I need to kick the ball in the end zone. It's a chick licking. I gotta love the chick licking. Birthday shout out to your wife, D. Black OT with the super chat. We are enjoying some ice cream at 31 flavors. Yeah. Only the real ones, not 31 flavors. With my wife and daughter, Aaron. 11 a.m. kickoff. Don't really care. Sounds like a sound, a sound lyric. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy Just gives me the rest of the day to watch other games. Let's go. All right. So now, let's chat about the poll question. Do you like 11 a.m. road kickoffs? I adore them. I do love 11 a.m. home uh, road kickoffs. Okay. 
you get home so late when you play on the road. Okay, imagine if this Mississippi State game was at night. All right. Going by Brian Kelly's report, they would have to drive an hour back to where their plane is located. And let's say relocate the plane closer to Starkville. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. And they would be getting back probably three or four in the morning. 11 a.m. game. Body clock is about the same. Now, we don't play well in 11 a.m. games, but it does get us in a better mindset for the Arkansas game the next week. So I love 11 a.m. road games. I do. I do. Now, Jared, as someone who attends only road games... Oh, what I did I didn't see it. What didn't I see? Uh, Michael B. If Michael B. said something, I missed something. Oh, you had a gas leak. Dude, those are the freaking worst. You're still my guy, man. Sibley, thank you for the super chat. He always likes the twenty dollars ones because it's Texas burnt orange. Picking Michael B. up, do you think that the Tigers will stretch the field Saturday or give J.D. 5 the freedom to create and stop worrying about him staying in the pocket? I think both can actually happen. Here's the one thing, Sibley. I cannot state this enough. I can't. I was shocked at how bad Arnett was in this game last year versus LSU. Shocked because what I would not have done is given Jaden as many rushing opportunities as he had. He just ran his normal defense, which is very exotic. It's a 3-3-5 stack, and he likes blitzing from so many different angles. It's not what you want to do versus Jaden because all he needs is one lane to run through, and he's gone. And he did that nonstop versus Mississippi State. And he never really changed anything. Okay? And if you're blitzing as much as you are, guess what? More often than not, you're playing man coverage on the back end. And your backs are turned to the quarterback running. So, looks like we hit the hundo meter. And we're going to give out a Brian Kelly card tonight. So I did say Chillmonger was going to get it. Chillmonger, I want you to have it. So I'm going to let you have the final say here. Do you want the Brian Kelly card? I'm going to let you get last call. If not, we're going to give it to somebody else. Let's keep it going with Epic Shorty. You already changed the photo up. What is that? Oh, we got the power wash going. I see it. Got to keep the truck clean. Yeah, Shorty, this could just be a bad unit, and that's kind of scary. Uh, I don't remember the last time LSU just had a bad defense. Um, oh, yeah. Two years ago. 
<laughs> so, yeah, last year our defense obviously was, was for the most part, pretty good. Um, but, yeah, you know, I, I hope so. I really, really hope so. All right, Danny, we'll see. I know you're on the East Coast. Don't forget, we'll be live tomorrow at 6 p.m. We do not have a Ricky Collins card. So let's give this out. Who do I want to give this out to tonight? Let's see. Oh, I actually have somebody who I think deserves a BK card. He's in the chat like pretty much like every freaking night. I would say he probably averages two live streams a week. Let's give it to Cole. Congrats, Cole. You are the winner of the Brian Kelly card. All you have to do is send me an email, powerhourlsu at gmail.com. That's all you got to do, powerhourlsu at gmail.com. Congrats, Cole. Thank you for all the support, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, I try to give it to people that haven't won yet. So, Cole... Cole, I don't think you've ever won before. Let me know if you've... Uh, I don't think you've ever won. So, I think you deserve it. Let's go to Jordan. How do I feel about the 10-point spread? I, I don't love it. I mean, that's such a big, big, big number. You know, I, I, I just have a tough time seeing us blowing them out. I do. I do. Even though I started the live stream saying, hey, if you're truly a great team, you go in there and you beat the snot out of them. So I'm hoping. We get it done. Now, here's what you're going to do. Tony, good to see you. Uh, it's kind of tough. I, I would mostly start what we have now. Just be more free to rotate a little bit quicker. But some of you are ready to give up on major burns. I was blown away how many of you in the comment section of the last film study went out of your way to say, hey, I'm kind of tired of the Major Burns experiment. I was like, he's, he's a single digit and he wears a neck roll. What more could you want? Take the bus. 
Dante thinks they cover. Let's go, Christian on face space. Look at this wonderful family right here. There you go. Shout out to Christian's fam. I need I need to go have a kid. We need we need little ones out there. I gotta I gotta tell Haley, hey, it's time. I'm I'm washed up. I'm concerned about our D-line not making much noise against a swack offensive line. That's fair. Also, how do you see the RB load share? John Emery gets a lot of carries. I like him catching the ball out of the backfield. Christian, first off, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm trying to grow on Facebook. I'm trying to get there. So I'm sorry I don't have more commenters on Facebook. Um, yeah, I could see John getting a lot of run. You know, he practiced a lot during the fall after missing, you know, the first one, he was right back in it. The offense hadn't really changed. So, yeah, I could see John getting some run here. And John was, for the most part, pretty good for us last year. And you are right. You know, his two biggest plays last year were catches. And he had the, the, the catch versus Auburn and the catch versus Alabama. Now they were wide open, but he made them. And he did have a ridiculous run in in that Auburn game. But at this point, Christian, I think it's got to be the Logan Diggs show, as good as he played last week. But you're right, Christian. It, it was weird to see our defensive line struggle and our run fitting be so bad. Now, the third and 15 draw, that was just a really good call. But to get another running back draw for a first down, it's just unacceptable. And then outside of that, we just could not fill the run. We just could not fill it. You got to fill those holes. You just do. Crash was good, bro. But I'll also say, black football is better. HBCU football is, is, is so much better now. So... You know, Hugh Jackson might not be the most successful coach ever, and they did commit a lot of penalties. But, you know, he's probably seen every offensive scheme you can see. Swenson needs more PT. Michael B. is tired of this shoulder tackling BS. Wrap up. Which is something I would tell Antonio Cromartie. Dwayne's, I could I could see most of the bets being on Mississippi State because it makes the most sense, right? LSU's not been a good road team. And the last time you saw them on a public setting, the public saw LSU get waxed. In fact, in both of LSU's public setting games, they got waxed. Georgia and Florida State. 
Well, Dante, that's why there's opinions. He's allowed to have his. I'm allowed to have mine. I thought it was pretty good. But at least in the first half, I could say he was he was pretty good. Uh, but then again, yeah, I, I always say this when someone says something else. I don't really get the chance to watch other shows because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. Now, obviously, Blake and I are close. We talk all the time. But, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm with you on on some of this. Not ready to say Mark Weish is a better blocker than 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 Mason at this point. Uh, I think Connor Gilbreth eighty nine could be a good player. He's just not. He's not ready. Yeah, Lionel. I wouldn't say that that would be a public setting game. It was a bowl game in, like, the middle of the day. I mean by public setting, I mean games that drew, like, a like a big rating. So, games that the public saw, right? Don't want to start on Lance. But yeah, show me the plays where Frazier just didn't do what he was supposed to do. I'd love to see him. You know, I didn't really watch the the, the second half as much as I did the first. Uh, maybe I need to go back and rewatch it. Now, here's what we're going to do. In the next five to ten, I'm going to answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you super chat, we'll keep the party going all night. And I'll go all night. You guys know I don't care. That's all I like to do. If y'all want to chat, some NFL, feel free to do so. I've been able to watch some of the games. Say it with me now. Rashid Shahid. God, I love Rashid Shahid, man. He's got such a cool name, too. He sounds like a like a 90s NBA player. I freaking love Rashid Shahid, man. Feed. Rashid Shahid. Beat him. Feed him. Feed Rashid Shahid. Y'all see that clip today? Derek Carr said, 
Rashid, I just need you to go deep. Go deep. Go deep. And what did they do? They went deep. Shahi. Keep it going. Uh, we'll get to some more Saints questions here in a second. I'd expect State to use a run game to set a couple of trick plays that result in deep shots to try and take advantage of our secondary. Do you think they'll mainly ground and pound or get creative? I think they're going to try and run the football. And as bad as our run defense was, Let's see it. I much rather them try and run on us and throw on us because our pass defense sucks right now. And a pass is a more explosive play than a run. So, yeah. Now, if we had Morris Claiborne and Tyron Matthew, I'd say, yeah, I'd rather them pass than, than run. Um, but we don't have superstars back there. So let's see them. Let's see them run on us. Uh, I would like to see it. Um, but yeah, I think play action is definitely going to play a role into this. But yeah, I, I think I think they'll I think they'll try and ground a pound some TJ. But I one thing that does help them TJ is the turnovers, right? Arizona just gave them this game and they still almost lost. And they should have lost. Now, one of their, tu- their their one of their touchdowns, they did design a very nasty, like kind of kind of play, where two guys were actually open in the end zone. Um, and Will Rogers hit two two for a tutty. All right, Mac. We'll see you, man. Thanks for all the support. We'll see you tomorrow night at six. We'll be live at six. Don, thank you for the super chat. Here's to the LSU victory. Y'all got this. Now, something else. Don't forget on the SEC channel, we are live Tuesdays and Thursdays at six. Once again, that is general SEC. Tuesdays and Thursdays at six central. Thank you, Don. Don, tell me this. How pissed off are you that Florida State-Clemson is an 11 a.m. game? Obviously, that's not this weekend, but the next weekend. But how pissed off are you? I think you guys have Boston College this weekend. All right, Chillmonger. Good luck with the RCA. I learned what that is. Uh, let's go to Christian. You may have mentioned this before, but what's my prediction for the Saints this year? 
Do you see LSU getting Anderson more involved in the slot? Like, oh, oh, so so we have two different questions here. Yeah, I, I think Aaron Anderson. Uh, I think we just need to see something at this point before we we start saying, hey, he needs to have this target or that target or whatever. Um, you know, to me, the two guys. Well, there's actually three guys that I was very bullish on going into this season. Like guys that I felt unbelievably about at wide receiver. One is a true freshman, Shelton Sampson, and the other two were Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. All the other receivers, you know, it's just kind of like Aaron Anderson. We we he, he's not really played division one power five football up to this point. You know, obviously it was very hurt last year. And, you know, we, we just haven't really seen a whole lot. Um, and for me coming out, he was he was the number two wide receiver in the state for me. So I liked him coming out, and I do think he could be a very good player. But, you know, I, I know a lot of us are saying, well, we need to get X amount of targets for this guy or that guy or whoever. I truly do believe targets are earned. If you are good and you are him, you set yourself apart and you earn those targets. And I, we, we need to see that from Aaron. And obviously the biggest thing is going to be his health. I will also say he did get open on the two-minute drill and ran a really good route. And I think Jaden potentially could have thrown it to him. Um, so the talent is obviously there. I think the guy that's been a little quiet on tonight's stream is Chris Hilton. You know, he he got the thumbnail treatment. Normally, uh, when I make the thumbnail, so like the little thing that you click, on live streams, I normally just pick out a photo of the players I want to talk about. But if I'm doing like a recorded video, I'm like like a film study. I, you know, I got I to gotta make the thumbnail that'll get the most people to click. And normally that's just Jaden Daniels. But I was like, hold on. Chris Hilton's got a lot of fans. So Chris Hilton was actually the thumbnail image. And he was really good versus Grambling. Now, the big thing is the better competition. Can he actually prove it against other equals? That's going to be the big thing. Okay? Yeah, Don, that sucks. Notre Dame versus Ohio State. F them. Uh-uh. Clemson, Florida State is a big game in college football in two weeks. It just is. It, it's it's arguably the biggest game of the season until, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, and, you know, LSU, Bama, and a few others. I mean, I know Clemson might not be as good, and I know a lot of people are going to predict, predict Florida State to win it, but the game is in Clemson, and this game – and we'll talk more about it next week, especially if you're here, Don. This game could be the nail in the coffin to the Dabo era. It could be the changing of the guard in the ACC, which makes it weird because what the hell is the ACC now? It's a weird dynamic. LSU-Bama is always going to be LSU-Bama. But this, I, I'm I'm intrigued. 
I'm intrigued. Samuel thinks Tennessee covers. I don't know. I like it, Roderick. Austin, good to see you back. Yeah, I think he's kind of a weird fit in what House wants to do. One thing that's kind of confusing, Austin, is what type of player does House want as that opposite defensive end in uh, the end opposite the Jack in his system? It's kind of a weird role, right? Normally, I think of that player being a little bit of a, a, a thicker player, right? So not somebody that's built like Savian Jones or – or Ali Gay, who was a guy last year. It's someone built more like uh, Rashard Lawrence, who played that role in Aranda's defense. Try and get any information on the ACC. So, Don, what is the latest on that?
You don't think Tennessee minus six and a half against a Florida team who hurts themselves and looks terrible? Hmm. I don't know. A little bit of a rivalry game here. Uh, I, I'm still not sold on Milton, man. I'm still not. I, I can't get over, like, how bad the competition has been Tennessee has played. So there you go. Let's take a few more here. Once again, if you super chat here at the end, we'll keep it going. Uh... Don's, that's funny. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, that just seems a little suckerish at this point. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Let's go to Pegasus. When you watch the defense, it looks like bad guys are in position, but they just aren't finishing. Can you fix that over time? Uh, Yeah, you can. Find new guys. This, th- I'm going to tell you this, Pegasus. One thing that I have not quit, talk- quit thinking about, I've, it has not left my sight. Is a Toviano redshirt comment. I refuse. I, I refuse to believe that he is not good enough to play as a true freshman when the secondary stinks. Okay, play the most talented guys and live with it. Okay, um, especially when he played so freaking much. Uh. So, like, my high school grade on him was actually really good. I liked him. It's just he he did last year in, in, in high school playing a secondary that had a lot of coverage bust, a lot. So it might just be learning a new system is, is, is taking a while. But this shouldn't even be a debate about his redshirt. He should be ready to go. You know, it, it'd be one thing if you, he, was on, he was a backup on the 2011 secondary. But that's not the case. It is Rome. Definitely. Why is BK weird about playing freshman? I 
I don't know. Uh, to be honest, Zach, a lot of coaches are. They just are. Some aren't. But most coaches are. Like, it. you got to remember, you know, he was alive when there was a JV team and the varsity team at the college level, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that was a thing, right? So, yeah, normally freshmen, you think of them as, you know, developmental pieces for the future. But one thing that doesn't make sense to me is outside of the quarterback position and maybe like other onesie positions like kicker, uh, I wouldn't overthink the redshirting thing. Now, if you're a deep, deep, deep cut backup and you're nowhere close to being ready to play, like at this point, unless you absolutely need him, I would trend Trey Holly towards being a redshirt at this point. But, you know, a guy like Toviano, who is a top 100 recruit, if you are a top 100 recruit, you're probably going into most situations thinking you are ready to play. Go. I don't want to hear anything about redshirt. I, I just don't. Unless there's injuries or something else going on. Play. You go to college football to play. And this could be it as well, Pegasus. Like, for instance, one guy where it was just so drastically clear that he was not ready was uh, Jordan Tolles a few years ago. He played as a, a true freshman, I think, against Auburn in 2020. And dear Lord, I was like, okay, this is not it. You are right about that. Safety in the secondary is a bad spot to be lost at. So it is a really good point. It might be that. It might be that. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. It's 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 a very interesting situation because. There have been so many defensive players that LSU has recruited back to the Orgeron regime that were top 200 recruits that have shown next to nothing. And I won't go too deep into it because we just did a deep Patreon breakdown, and I want you guys to sign up because ask anybody. The Patreon is really good for your soul. You get Discord benefits. I give you fantasy advice. It's all those things. But, but yeah, I mean, there are so many blue chip defensive guys over the last like four to five years at LSU 
like an alarmingly high number of guys that just and college football's hard. I will always say it, and I want everybody to succeed. I'm I'm and I hate to be negative Nancy, but I'm just stating a fact. They're not who we thought they were. Like they 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 are they, it's it's nothing. Nothing not special teams. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Oh, I thought Michael B is gonna come back in ready to chat. He was like, no, I just want to come back and tell you guys good night after letting the dogs out. But yeah, it's 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 cra- it's so crazy to me. And when I was putting together the 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 Patreon piece, once again, shout out to Dante uh, signing up today. Like I was shot, and my my jaw was to to the ground. Like this was the first time I really, like, and I look at this stuff normally pretty closely, but this was the first time I actually did like a nothing like kind of count, and then I tried to dive deep into what went wrong. I'm just like, dang, come. I don't know. I don't know if defensive bank has gotten harder. I think that is some of it. I mean, the quarterbacks are so much better now. One other rule change, and this isn't an excuse for why the secondary sucks. But if you actually do watch football really closely, the one thing I want you to look at is now when a quarterback extends the play and rolls out, when he is beginning to throw, you will see players not ever hit them. And they could cleanly hit the quarterback. They don't even attempt to hit them now. It is amazing how much of that rule change changed everything. Like even it sent a message in the NFL a few years ago when, you know, they made the body weight rule that reverberated around the sport. You can't do anything to the quarterback. You can't. Oh, come on. We didn't need Cisco in here. That's Baja, man. Cisco is... Yeah, the tackling's got to get better. You're right, Pressure. Put a hat on a man and drive him back. Well, there you go. Now. Type Y for yes. You're going to be at the Wednesday night show, 6 p.m. Central. Hope to see all your beautiful faces there. And uh, this show will be available on all your podcast feeds in the morning. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. Shout out to all our Super Chatters. We did get to a hundo chillmonger was our top super chatter of the night by a wide margin. Jared, good to see you. Danny showing some love. Jordan, Rome, appreciate you, Rome. 
Grant. Again, shout out to Black OT and D celebrating a birthday. Uh, Sibley, Don, and Louisiana Controls himself, Mr. TJ. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Hey, that's the best thing, Jared. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Eh, eh, as power out LSU. Boom. And tonight, oh, we're doing steak fajitas. Let's freaking go! And a happy birthday to friend of the channel, Ken Ken. There you go. Let's freaking. 